Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We're in Square Gators on your Saturday morning with Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN. Uh, I've heard him throughout the week. Of course, he's got the duties at Sandown on a Thursday evening with the Greyhounds as well. So how are you, Dan? I see you got the uh, Bendigo Greyhound Racing Association jacket on. Yeah, big uh, morning to you, Stats. Yeah, big uh, carnival at Bendigo's just kicked off in the yep. last week we had uh the battlers cup which is a really good concept it's for the really lower class greyhounds uh and they get the opportunity to race for really good money uh, I, I really enjoyed that on yeah, the during was, the week it was really competitive racing and there's a few that sort of get in there that you sort of think well how the hell are they you know the lower rank but it's just the nature of the some of them sort of get away get, uh, get through the handicapper i guess you could say um, the heats of the Bendigo Cup are on Sunday, uh, and they're awesome fields. And then I'll be at Bendigo next Friday to call the final of the uh, the Bendigo Cup. So looking forward to that. But uh, it's massive, massive week, massive six weeks, I guess you could say, of racing coming up across all three codes. Well, I guess the Bendigo Cup in particular has fond memories for you because yeah. that's where you really got your big break, it wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And uh, the, this time uh, last year, I was uh, getting announced as calling the Melbourne Cup, so it's uh, it's a pretty special time for me, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to uh, the heats on Sunday, and hopefully we get some of the uh, the ones that raced last year get, get through again, and we have a really good final in uh, on Friday night next week. Yeah, looking forward to that, can't wait for that one. I, I heard that meeting during the week, and uh, I thought it was a fantastic concept, and, uh, and a lot of box ones won, which and was great for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was very wet. It was uh, terrible conditions. It was a real Battler's Day, um, pardon the pun, with the Battler's Cup. But it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty dicey and wet there all afternoon. Never really stopped raining, which is pretty much the same for the rest of the state too. Now, before you get into the week that was locally, Melton tonight, G11 event card, the first getting underway at 6 o'clock this evening. Of course, we've got the Derby, we've got the Yokes, the Victoria Cup. It's... Uh, it's probably akin to uh, Derby Day at yeah. Flemington, this meeting. It, it is. I mean, the, the Victoria Cup's probably uh, as close to the Cox Plate as you would get from a galloping comparison. Uh, but in terms of the racing that we've got on tonight, it's uh, absolutely elite all-group racing, I think, except for one. Uh, you've got all sort of age groups as well, so it's a really good mix. Uh, and I guess the the disappointing news that's only just come through when I was actually travelling in this morning was that in the Oaks final, the local chance had just hoped for uh, Russell and Nathan Jack's been scratched, a late scratching this morning. So disappointment be- there for the team with, uh, with her because she was probably, well, she was a heat winner last week, as we'll get to shortly, but uh, she probably would have been a decent chance in the final as well. All right, I'll let you talk about the week that was locally, Dan. Yeah, so we'll go back to that Melton Heat of the Victoria Oaks last week. Just Hope was a, a really good win, led all the way, 159.6. This is really the first time a lot of these fillies have stepped up to the 2700, so uh, it was always going to test a few of them out. It was a pretty close uh, finish, certainly the first five. There wasn't much between them at the end, but Just Hope drew barrier one, led, and was able to uh, to keep them all at bay, but unfortunately, as 
been a withdrawal from the uh, from the final tonight, which is disappointing for connections to get so close to a uh, a big race like that. We head to Shepparton on Sunday. The meeting there, a uh, pretty uh, small but uh, select meeting there on uh, Sunday afternoon. Eddie Tapp continued the good form with Abby winning another race. Stephen Boynton took the drivers. Eddie was driving the uh, the stable mate Millie, which ran third. Uh, she still does the odd thing wrong, but she was still too good. Two dollar, uh, two three point one the mile right there in the first. Lo- love you, long time one for the second for Lisa Bartley and Mark Pitt. Very short price favourite, lit all the way in two one point four. Open the valve for Dylan Marshall and Ellen Tommy won the third as an odds on favourite one fifty nine point nine. Reckless Stream was a really good winner for Greg Fleming and David Moran coming down the outside to score four dollars sixty on the tote and uh, didn't show a good look, uh, great deal of speed early, but. Uh, they set it up for it with a pretty quick first quarter and it was able to run over the top and score in 156.3. So don't so Joe for Colin Godden was a really strong winner of the fifth race. It was the odds on favourite. Sat Park did it tough, 158.1. Raw for Roscoe was a deserved winner for Juanita Breen and it led, took a trail and got the sprint lane to score. It was a 225 favourite, so favourite punters. Had a pretty good afternoon out at uh, at the raceway. Leave your hat on was a five dollar winner for John Yeomans and Rebecca Bartley, and it went a mile rate of one fifty six. And the last race was uh, was a protest, and uh, oh, it was releg- oh, sorry relegation. Cashflow Cassie was first past the post for Neville Pangrazio, but lost the race and uh, was pr- Red Rock Fox Raider was promoted and uh, got the prize there, so uh, scored a narrow victory in the end by getting up on protest. The the fields then went to, the horses then went to Mildura and Russell and Nathan Jack took a rough stride who we mentioned last week in a heat of the Northern Region Championship. Uh, it's only a two-year-old but it's racing against the older horses. It again won uh, the second round heat of this series. Unfortunately the, the other heat on the night was washed out. They got uh, fairly well dumped on with rain uh, later in the evening on uh, on Tuesday, so that meeting got called off from about uh, race eight, uh, race nine onwards. So the last four got called off. So uh, that final is at Oyen, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the two-year-old goes in that race. The next meeting we look at is Bendigo on Wednesday, and Colgotten had another winner with uh, Sweet Miller Jean leading all the way in the wet at Bendigo. Saw this race live, as I was calling it, the Dogs, obviously. 158.5, just dominated from the front, gave nothing else a chance in the race. It was far too strong and did the job well. The next meeting we look at is Shepparton on Thursday night. Nyota won the two-year-old Vic Bread Maiden for Nathan Dick, uh, Nathan Purden and Josh Dickey. $6.50 it paid, 157.1. It was a really good win. The high roller was a upset result winner for Paul and Kevin Wiedenbach. Um, got a nice trail. Drew Barry one was behind the leader, got out the top of the straight and just raced away. It was far too strong and uh, did the job really well. And uh, $26 on the fixed odds. So punters certainly, uh, a few punters I know have actually got onto that at the nice price. Hold That Gold won the third for Matthew Gath, the trotter. Uh, won the, the uh, maiden trot by Angus Hall out of Hold That Grin. $4.20 for the Viscas. Led all the way to 4.2. My Magic Merlin was a good winner for Alex Ashwood. Uh, scored a narrow victory over Lethal Lover in a tight finish, 157.6. Over and out came off a 20-metre handicap in the Trotters handicap for Robert Evans and Craig Demler. $3.10 it paid. Beats Berries and Cherries for Donna Castles. 
And then Oxiano came from off the speed, worked around the outside, took the front for Mitchell Frost and Lee Sutton. Really good win, $6 it paid, 2 minutes point three. Lopez was a pickup drive for Josh Aiken, winning the seventh race, one fifty-eight point five, seven dollars fifty on the tote. Say it ain't so. Joe won again for Cole Godden on Thursday after winning it on Sunday, two fifteen. It paid one fifty-five point three the mile rate. There, really tough performance once again. And Victor the Inflictor for Mark Lee and Stacey Towers was a deserved winner of the three-year-old pace. The last race on the card got the job done. Has uh, always uh, looked as if it was going to be able to break its maiden at some point soon. It's got the job done there on Thursday night. And then we headed to Wagga yesterday afternoon, and uh, Viking was a good winner for David Moran, leading and, uh, well, score, uh, scoring a, a narrow victory. It was a threes on favourite. Had to do it tough and uh, got past Let's Turn On in the last little bit to score by a head, but they went 155.7. And they made it. Uh, David made it a double when Red Hot Assassin won for Greg Fleming. A dollar seventy favourite was able to score in one fifty four point two around the Riverina circuit there at Wagga. So those are the winners across this week's uh, harness racing. Couple of meetings there at Shep. Uh, a couple of nice price winners if you're able to find them, and uh, it all leads to what is a, a magnificent meeting at uh, at Melton tonight. Uh, to say that the Quaddies basically like having a quaddy on Melbourne Cup Day is is pretty succinct because it's really tough. Uh, hopefully we can sort of find a, a few winners there tonight, but it's a really strong card at Melton. Well, let's get into that after the break, Dan. I think we'll have a look at Melton. We'll have a little look at Caulfield. We'll have a look at up there at Sydney as well today. And uh, can't wait. What a big uh, day of racing it is. We'll go to the sponsors break, come out the other side, and we'll have a look at this big card at Melton this evening. Have you ever been to the nursery in Nathalia? We're at number six, Railway Street. Nursery in Nathalia, supply direct to the public and are open Thursday to Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We propagate our own plants to keep costs down, meaning our customers save money on a large variety of plants, succulents, natives, gums, perennials and fruit trees. Whether you're the die-hard green thumb or the weekend warrior, we are always happy to help with the service and advice that you need. We take bulk orders for landscape gardeners and invite you to give us a call before you place your next order. Call us today on 0434-095-054. That's 0434-095-054. Or find us on Facebook. 1FM Sponsor. Station sponsors McNamara Real Estate are now servicing the entire Goulburn Valley area. Our proud local family-run business is pleased to offer you a comprehensive service that comes with decades of local real estate experience between our team and is the region's best value agency, offering the area's only all-inclusive cap price commission rates. That's right, cap price commission. So if you're considering selling your home, please contact McNamara Real Estate on 5831 6405. That's 5831 6405. Or visit us at McNamaraRealEstate.com.au. We all have our own purpose in life, and it's different for everyone. It could be looking after the land or bringing smiles to your customers. Maybe it's building a dream home to raise your family. Maybe it's to keep studying and learning or coaching and staying connected to the community. No matter what you're here to do, GMCU are here for you. GMCU, banking with purpose. Visit gmcu.com.au or speak to your local team today. Station sponsor. 
Super Saturday Sport with Mark Owens. Welcome back to Square Gators in the Super Saturday Sports Show here at 1FM 98.5, live and local. Dan Hibbard, the voice of RSN, about to find it's a winner at Melton this evening at this big Victoria Cup meeting. Of course, got the Oaks and Derby as well. Look, it took us all weekend last weekend, but we did manage to find the winner on Sunday of the, uh, of course, Seymour Cup at Bendigo with uh, No Name Lane. But uh, let's see how we go this evening, Dan Race one at six pm. Yep, it's uh, it's a ripping meeting um, tonight at Melton. It's uh, it's it's what you what we sort of live for in the sport is the, the really good nights, and uh, you're going to be able to uh, experience all of the coverage on Racing.com. So on the free to air channel tonight, you can always obviously watch it on Trot's Vision. But to have that um, free to air coverage uh, on Channel uh, sixty eight is uh, terrific. It is. It's it's very key. So. Um, hopefully we get uh, a lot of people sitting at home and watching J- the Just on tonight. that, what a day. So you got Caulfield, yeah. you got Guineas Day, the first day of the Caulfield Carnival, rolling into Melton with the Victoria Cup meeting that evening. Yeah, well, this this day last year, the, the, the Guineas was on and the Victoria Cup was at Bendigo. And they ran the Victoria Cup at Bendigo and I was at Bendigo calling the heats of the Bendigo Greyhound Cup. So it was a massive night. Uh, of racing last year. We were obviously still in a bit of a COVID lockdown period, so um, no crowds or anything, but it's just going to be awesome to have people back at the races uh, across all the codes and particularly the trots tonight. Hopefully there's a really good turn-up out at uh, at Melton to watch uh, the Victoria Cup. It's probably missing uh, a couple of horses that we expected to be there, but uh, other than that, it's still a ripping contest and I think it's, it's one of the more open events of the uh, of the night, that's for sure. The uh, the multi tonight, um, the first thing of the multi is in race number two. I tried to think of reasons or find a reason not to tip this horse. The key reason was the barrier draw. But when I went back and sort of thought about how good this horse actually is, the fact that it's now with Emma Stewart and the uh, turnaround, well, the, not the turnaround, the improvement that they put on Onalua Bay after it had been uh, with David Aiken. I think that the, this guy, who was a really good winner first up from a spell, has certainly got a fair motor on him, and he's just got to get, deal with that barrier draw. But I think he's the one to beat. It's race two, number 13, New Attack Prince. He's always shown he's uh, been uh, of, of good abilities. won eight of 22 with four minor placings. Probably deserves a better record than that, but he won first up at, uh, at Kilmore. Uh, he was favoured on that occasion. He's going to have to do some work from this draw, but I think he's he's got class on his side. And I think there's a few in this race that um, the, probably the, the two and the... Uh, the two and the... F- well, I was just looking at the two, but it's come up. The three, I should say, pull another leg. And uh, LB2 chains are probably the two key chances. But I like New Attack Prince. Always had a soft spot for him. I think he can win the first uh, the second race on the card. The third, the second leg of the multi, well, I'm not reinventing the wheel here, and I think she's a crazy price, and that's race three, number nine. Ladies in red, you're getting a dollar forty about her, which is just ridiculous for me. I, I just think that she's uh, she's that much uh, better than most of the mares going around at the moment. The only one that can really match her is Tough Tilly, uh, and but most of the time she needs the barrier draws to be in her favour. She's drawn seven, Tough Tilly. Ladies in red's drawn nine. You'd expect her to get a decent enough run through the field. Uh, and I just think that uh, she's got way too much class on her side, particularly for the mares that are in this race. So 
for me, she's uh, she'd be an anchor in any uh, multis, any early quaddies who might want to take race three, number nine. So the multi race two, number thirteen into race three, number nine. You'll get around four dollars ten, maybe a touch more if you can uh, power it up, sort of thing. But uh, I think those two are, are really good chances, particularly early in the night because it doesn't get any easier after that. Um, the first leg of the quaddie tonight is the popular arm free for all. It's a group three race. And it goes at five minutes after eight. Now, you might need a big piece of uh, paper or whatever you're writing it on because there's, uh, there's more numbers on here than a lotto ticket. Um, the first leg, I've gone 3, 9, 11 and 12. Uh, and that's after cutting out two other horses, which was the 4 and the 10. It just sort of shows you how hard this race for me is. Tango Tara's got, certainly got the barrier draw on its side and uh, hasn't been going all that badly of late. It was fourth last time out. Uh, and that was uh, in the smoking up sprint behind Torrid Saint. That race the last week was a, really a nothing race for me. They just didn't. I mean, they still went 153, but they just walked the first three quarters of a lap to a lap, uh, and it was only a sprint home. So, look, he was out. He had uh, was down the track in the Kilmore Cup. So he's certainly dropping back in grade. He's certainly the one that they're going to have to beat. But I just thought that this was a really tricky contest. Supreme Dominators. The emergency for the Victoria Cup, so it's impossible to leave him out. And our millionaire and Longfellow are both first up, but I just think that they're probably going to be swooping home late if there's a bit of tempo on early. Really tricky race for mine. Uh, if you wanted to throw Crime Rider number four and number 10, Phoenix Prince, who's also first up into the mix, you could certainly do that. Phoenix Prince, a previous Shepherd and Cup winner. The second leg of the quads, the Victoria Derby final. Um, I mentioned last week that this guy's probably one of the most talented horses that I've ever seen. Uh, he's still got a lot to learn, and Lord help us if he ever works it out, because he'll just win everything. Um, and that's number 10, Captain Ravishing. But I had to put in five Leap to Fame also, purely on the barrier draws. I think Leap to Fame's almost guaranteed to find the front early on in the, in the piece. It just depends on how much work Captain Ravishing has to do to get up on the outside of him. And he's going to be up on the, in the death. I don't think there's any two ways about it. It's got a bigger boom on it than Russian Camelot a couple of years oh, it ago. Has. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a boom. Has, and, I know, and I know he's only had three runs back from a spell, but they've just been, he's just been so awesome. He's, he's not a foolish furnished product yet by any stretch of the imagination. But are they he, going early, Dan? No, I don't think they are. I really don't. I think this guy's got an amazing engine on him. Um, he just need they just need to work a few things out because he ran a last half last week in fifty three and he was hanging, uh, hanging worse than my clothes in a in a uh, in a wardrobe. He was badly you know laying in on top of leap to fame, uh, but still put him away and still won. As I say, if he ever works it out, there's gonna there's not gonna be many horses that can go with him. He's just got that much high speed, uh, and he proved last week that he's got the the toughness as well over the twenty seven hundred. I couldn't take him one out purely on the barrier draw, so I've gone five and ten in that second leg. The third leg, I've gone wide here. I've gone four, six, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Um, this is the uh, the Alabaran Park Bill Trotter Sprint. It's a good race, but it's a it's a tricky race to sort of work out. And I've thrown a few in that I think are, are decent value. Um, Just Belief's been racing extremely well for Greg and uh, Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs of recent time. Uh, Olavici has, has got a picket fence of form and we've been following him through the last couple of months. 
Then I've put in eight Parisian Artiste, who is a speed horse. It's going to need a little bit of luck from the inside of the draw, but it's 20 to 1, and I just thought it was a, a sneaky chance. The one that I'm actually keen on is the $13 chance, and that's nine Mafasa Metro. I think he's two runs back from a spell of being good uh, without being brilliant. Um, and I think on an each-way play, even if, if, you're not, if you're not taking a quarter, just have a, a, a shekel each way on Mufasa Metro. I don't think you'll go far wrong. The other two are Queen Alida, who's been a, a, a revelation this mare, and Elder Baron Zeus, who's picket fe- got picket fence of form, but he's $22 on the fixed odds, which is just crazy. It's that sort of race, uh, and if there's enough speed, those ones that draw on the back can certainly get into it. Really looking forward to that sprint race late in the, later in the night. But uh, gone pretty wide there in the third league of the quaddy. And the last league of the quaddy is the Victoria Cup. Now, the good ones have drawn well, but I'm concerned that there might be a fair bit of speed on in this race and something will uh, might blouse them very late on. The fact that they've all drawn really well um, suggests that they're all going to want to take up decent positions. And, you know, the mass says that there's only one that can get that lead role or the spot behind, the, or one can only sit behind the leader. So I think this could be a really good race in terms of um, a spectacle, in terms of tempo. I've gone 1, 2, 4, 5, 8, 11, and 12. Um, Better Eclipse has got the perfect draw, Expensive Ego draws outside. Now, you would normally think that, okay, Expensive Ego will just roll to the front, Better Eclipse will get his trail, and that will be the end of the section. But you've got Rock and Roll Do, Onalua Bay, who can uh, set, you know, go out hard, and then that's why I think that there's going to be a lot of tempo on. Copy, that's going to get a, a cushy run. He might be buried away back on the pegs, but he's a chance to get... If he gets out, he can certainly uh, run over the top. And I know there's been an issue with him recently with his bloods, but he should be okay. He's 30 to 1. Um, 11 triple eight is just too good to leave out, and it's $26. And the horse that I've chucked in at a, is now out to 100 to 1 on the fixed odds is Mark Shard, and that's why I've put him in purely on the fact that I think if they'd go absolutely nuts, he could run over the top. So that's my uh, read of the race. I just think it's going to be on. It's not going to be a a sit-up and um, get a cheap quarter somewhere. I think this race is going to be full-on from the start. I hope it is, and I reckon we could get a decent result. So the quaddy is very wide, and it's I'm not no no way known expect you to take it for a full unit, but if you can take it for a couple of percent, just sit back and enjoy what's going to be an awesome night tonight at uh, Melton. 3, 9, 11 and 12 in the first league. 5 and 10 in the second league. 4, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11 in the third league. 1, 2, 4, 5, 8, 11 and 12 in the last league. If you get, a bit, if you get any value at all, uh, it'll be a nice return for whatever percentage you've got. $7 will get you 2%, Dan. And that's probably all you really need because it could pay anything if we get that result. And you, and you haven't lost much uh, for your investment at, at regardless. No worries, mate. We'll have a look at this big meeting at Caulfield, of course. What we might do, we might go to the Might and Power first race seven because they're dubbing it a mini Cox Plate. What a great horse Might and Power was. In fact, I think it was the best of the modern era. That's just me personally because it won handicaps and at weight for age, unlike Wings that just picked its fights from 2016 onwards. Debate for another day. And we've got Bruce McAvaney doing it again. Uh, Animo, now he's called it... Uh, the next so you think. Good on you, Bruce. Uh, you need to give it up really seriously. Uh, anyway, I've gone with race seven, number three, Alligator Blood today. It's a ripping race, and I, I, I'd, I'd agree, to, uh, agree to a degree with Adamo. I think he uh, he hasn't really beaten a great deal of horses across his 
the the good wins that he's had, there hasn't been much behind him, which is the concern. I know he ran third in a Cox Plate behind State of Rest and very elegant. Don't get me wrong. He's probably the best weight for age horse yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, but yeah. There's not a lot to choose from, no, there's is there? Not, no, and I and I and that's the that is the big thing. The depth just isn't there. Although in saying that, this is probably getting you starting to get a little bit more depth in these races, and this is a ripping contest. Um, I know we we picked Mwanga the other day when he ran home well. Um, I can't get off alligator blood. I think if he leads, I think if he leads, and he you know, Caulfield sort of with the rail out, it's probably going to suit. Uh, you know, suit the leaders. He's going to be on the speed. Um, Jamie Carr's probably going to be up on his outside with Zaki keeping him company. But he's he was tough the other day. So if he keeps if he can re- reproduce that, he's going to be awfully hard to beat. But again, I'd uh, just a, a couple of shekels on Mwanga. Yeah, way. well, we might do the Cornella again. Yep. Of course, it's eleven dollars. Yeah, I think he's underrated. I think he's really underrated. And it, particularly if they do go a bit too hard and, and over race, or they do too much work. He could certainly run over the top, and he's got Oliver on top as well. So we're going the Cornella of the Underwood again. I'm on race seven, number three, Alligator Blood, and uh, repeat and rinse for Dan. Race seven, number five, Mwonga. Let's see if we can go one, two again there. The Guineas, and what a great uh, meeting it is at Caulfield. Of course, the 1,000 Guineas for the Phillies is on Wednesday. Caulfield Cup next Saturday, but we've got, of course, the Caulfield Guineas today. Golden Mile is the favourite. Race eight, number three. Look, I'm on one that I've been following uh, without no real rhyme or reason, but I'm on uh, race eight, number six, Fujitsu Sun, which is around about 27 odd dollars. It's just one I've been following, I reckon, in a very open guineas. It's drawn the car park, but if it gets the right sort of trip, it could certainly uh, find its money. I'm hoping, Dan, that it goes forward and tries to lead early. That's my hope. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to need to. I, it's it will yeah because a big field it's a you know and when you think about it some of these horses are certainly not going to be da- uh, guineas class they're going to be uh, looking for somewhere to lie down at the four hundred or the three hundred meter mark so if he is in the right spot he could and he's up on the speed and he's tough enough he could certainly win it I'm gonna side with uh, Tijuana at the top or the toppy he's not the top weight because they're all carrying the same um, Tijuana I think is a, a really good chance um, you're getting about nine dollars for him. Ben and JD Hayes, Mark Zara. I thought he was uh, a good winner last time out at uh, at Mooney Valley, and uh, no reason to jump off. So he uh, draws ten, but he uh, he'll probably work forward as well. So, uh, but it's a ripping race. It always is. So I'm on uh, race eight, number six for Jitsa Sand, which I see is now twenty one dollars, and Dan's on the toppy for the Guineas at Caulfield today. Race eight, number one, Tijuana, and we'll just have a look. Up there, of course. Now, it's a soft six at Caulfield. I should have pointed that out as well, which is actually a downgrade because this morning it was a, a, a soft seven, so they've downgraded it. Upgraded it. Upgraded it. Upgraded it. Sorry. Yeah. What did I say? Downgrade, yeah, yeah. upgrade, of course, idiot. Yeah, they're, they're, reck- they're reckoning it's uh, it's going to sort of dry out a little bit. It might, not, it might not get to a soft five because as it dries out, it's getting used and chopped out and stuff. So, But a soft six is about as good as you could hope for, really, under the circumstances. Heavy 10 at Randwick. It is going ahead, I do believe. Race 8, number 2 for mine in the Silver Eagle. Mr Mozart today. It's $3.40. Yep. Uh, can't uh, can't argue with that. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. And at Randwick today in the gloaming, race 7. I like race 7, number 3, Williamsburg, who loves the mud. 
Uh, yeah, this has been a real spruik, actually. There was, uh, I think there was a few people that were surprised at the price that it opened up. I was reading some stuff and listening to some stuff on uh, the socials that suggested that this guy was a, um, well, not the M word, but uh, yeah, he was going to be really hard to beat. I think he opened at seven. He's now into 3.30, but apparently he just uh, rocks up and wins. And my best for the days at Randwick on the heavy 10, race nine, number one in the Angst Stakes, uh, Polly Gray, who just eats up the mud, loves it wet. Yeah, I think I think I have to agree there. Tommy Berry on board, already been uh, a little bit of support for it, so only a small field with a, a quite a few scratching, so it gets every opportunity there for sure. All right, Dan, that's it. Thanks for that. We'll do it all again, uh, of course, next week. We'll do. No worries. We didn't even really get to talk about the um, upcoming, of course, uh, heats of the Inner Dominion at Shepparton, but we'll do that next week. We're not far away, so keep in, uh, keep that in mind. No worries, Dan Hibbard there with Square Gators on your Saturday morning. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.